Hello, and welcome back to John Guest Remembers, a mini-series of the Our Church, Our Stories podcast. At this point in his story, Pastor John has become a regular churchgoer and makes his commitment to Christ at a Billy Graham crusade in London. Well, in going to uh, St. Mary's Church in Walthamstow, uh, which is an eastern suburb of London, I went there chasing Shirley White, but the preacher was just very masculine, made sense, and he was preaching the same message that uh, I had gathered from Ray Wilson. So it was Jesus-centered, it was preaching the Word, the Bible, and I'd never heard anything quite like it. I'd never heard a preacher. So it wasn't just a teacher, it wasn't just verbal communication of information. Uh, He was, in the way he preached, which was very English, but very strong and masculine, he clearly was reaching in a way that an evangelist does. And that was his heart, to draw people to Christ. So in listening to him, I went more and more frequently to hear him. And it was about that time that Billy Graham came to London. And I was sort of not... I was a kind of a young man about town, very enthralled with London, uh, was in and out of uh, the downtown, the city area. What they call the city is the banking part of London, the eastern part of London. The West End, as it's called, is more your cultural and historic, you know, Buckingham Palace, Westminster Abbey, Houses of Parliament, Trafalgar Square. And uh, that was all really just like a brief train ride away from Walthamstow. I went dancing about twice a week, once to a club to learn to dance, and then Saturday nights to a, you know, a band. I was into sport very heavily in London, ended up playing for a team. I'd have been about 20 by that age, by the age of 20, playing for a team that we got to an All-England final. We lost it, but at the level at which we played, which was a couple of levels down from uh, the pros. It's an amateur club. I was very invested in my social life. And in going to hear Billy Graham, two things were apparent for me looking back. One is, without knowing the inside story on the religious scene, I knew that Billy Graham had come to London. And the advertising blast across London was absolutely spectacular. It's, uh, it could be in the annals of history in advertising in England, certainly in London. But everywhere you went publicly, so that's on public transportation, which is what you mostly use, whether it's the underground, the tube system, or buses, or billboards, which you saw. It was clear that Billy Graham, and it was a stylized presentation of his face, and his name, the way they wrote his name, Billy Graham, which I can still see in my mind's eye. So I was aware, and I was aware that it was religious. And Haringey Arena was uh, just a couple of boroughs away, maybe in some parts adjacent, to where I lived, Tottenham, home of the Tottenham Hotspurs. But there was a, a sports arena there called the Haringey Arena, and that's where the meetings were. Secular site, sports arena. 
And uh, in fact, I'd actually gone there to see Roller Derby uh, back in those days, which is American and amazing to behold. They build a rink within the arena, a roller rink. In any case, uh, my vicar, Kenneth Druitt, Canon Druitt, asked me one Sunday as I was leaving church, would I go with them that week to hear Billy Graham? A simple invitation at the door of the church as I'm walking out. I said, yes, I would go. And all the advertising just made me aware. I had no intention. It didn't even seem to me to be a thing I, I would go and see. It's strange. I was very aware, but had no intention of going. Never thought of it, never crossed my mind. So with that invitation, I actually missed the bus on which they were traveling on the Monday from Walthamstow. They rented a what we would call a coach, a motor coach, to take a whole crowd of people into the uh, Haringey. And I missed that bus, not by much, but I missed it. And so having said I'd go, I made arrangements to go the very next day, the Tuesday, and went with a friend of mine who lived in Tottenham, which is right next door to Haringey. And so the two of us went, Richard Martin and myself, to hear Billy Graham. And so, you know, we caught public transportation and uh, walked up to the big entrance to the arena and sat ourselves down at the back on the floor level. And so it all happened and it had a massive choir of, I don't know, a thousand voices, shall we say. And there's a certain attractiveness in the British culture to a large choir. So that was attractive. I mean, it's nothing like church. The music was uh, exhilarating. And then Billy Graham spoke. And he was, from an English vantage point, very American. He was aggressive and uh, seemed to be loud and very direct. And he preached from, you know, the opening of his mouth till the call, the altar call at the end. And everything he was saying matched up with what the preacher had been preaching and which Ray Wilson had been witnessing to the elemental gospel, God loving us enough to send his son Jesus to die for us, and that in dying for us he paid for our sins, and in rising from the dead was alive again and spiritually alive that you could invite him, that Jesus, to come into your life. I knew that from Ray Wilson. I heard it preached from uh, Kenneth Druitt, uh, my vicar, and then I heard Billy Graham really preach it, like no preaching I'd ever heard. And when he made the call, and this is uh, a moment I'll not forget, I couldn't believe that he really meant it, to ask people to stand up and make a, from an English point of view, a public exhibition of themselves by walking to the front of this very large ten to 15,000 people meeting. And I thought, he's, he can't mean that. Nobody's going to move. Uh, and it's probably kind of like Yankee hard sell, and he'll back off and give us some other way of expressing a commitment that is less demanding. But he didn't. And he said, the choir's going to sing, and uh, we're going to invite you to come. And the second verse of the hymn, which was their trademark, just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. And so the second verse of that, I was sitting there with Rich Martin. I said, I don't know about you, Rich, but I'm going to go forward. And he said, I'll go with you. 
And so the two of us went forward, and I don't know what it really meant for him long term, but for me it was radical to the very root and core of uh, my personal life because that evening I really did hand over my life to Jesus. He, We were siphoned off at the close of that altar call, as I learned to name it afterward, and met with a man who put some literature into my hand, found out a little bit about me, name, address, not my address, but the church I went to, and that information was passed on to the church. So they had a system, so the church could then come after me. Uh, But I was already going to church, but that alerted the staff, and there were four or five ordained clergy on the staff. It was a large, vibrant church that I had made this commitment to Christ, and so they came after me. And I remember my vicar giving me a Bible, a leather-bound Bible. I remember making my way home to Walthamstow from Haringey, public transportation, but, you know, the streets you walk to get to the transport. At one point I was on my own, Richard gone his way to get to Tottenham, and I was on my way to Walthamstow, and I was, uh, I think, literally swinging around lampposts on shop lines that came out over storefronts, kind of singing in the rain kind of experience. Went home and told my mother, who was in bed, actually sitting up in bed knitting, and I went upstairs to bed and I said to Mum, I've become a Christian. And I thought she'd be fairly excited about that, whatever that would mean, because we were not a religious family. But clearly it meant I'd sort of taken the Christian faith seriously. And I don't know what else I told her at that moment, but she was not that receptive. She kind of cold-shouldered it. Oh, that's nice, my son, kind of response polite but not excited not engaging i later took my mother to one of the meetings and i remember saying to her at that time as she heard billy graham and the altar call came along i said do you want to go forward mum and she said not tonight son which was again a polite no and it was only for some years later after that that uh, she became a, a, a believer a real believer in jesus So that was the beginning of the rest of my life.